Yes, indeed, that was the talking heads. It does sometimes feel like life during wartime. Good morning, ladies and gents. It is June 3rd, 6-3-2020. It's 8.43 a.m. Eastern Time. Sorry for the late start and the late distribution this morning. Uh, got jammed up, uh, as I want to do. Uh, volunteer uh, analyst interns, please send your resumes in because uh, I need a little assistance. Um, all right, let's talk about yesterday. We're going to do this quick. Uh, all three uh, major U.S. indices up again yesterday. Uh, insane buying at the end of the day uh, in the S&P. I mean, we're talking about tens of billions of dollars uh, just coming in and machine gunning bids and just driving that thing up uh, crazy, crazy into the close on high volume. Go back and take a look at the volume of the chart starting about 3.45 p.m. Last 15 minutes of the day were just unbelievable, uh, like uh, storming a, a, the beaches of Normandy kind of buying going on. Um I think that was programmatic, by the way. That wasn't uh, that wasn't human beings. Those were the bots getting after it. Um, almost one third of unemployment benefits estimated to be owed to more than forty million Americans who've lost their jobs have not yet been paid. Uh, so, you know, the uh, I guess that gives a little bit of hope on the uh, consumer and retail side of things, as you know, a lot of that stimulus hasn't hit the market yet, and we saw what happened the first time that that did hit. Um, it, it buoyed things. Maybe this is a strategy by the Fed to just kind of spread things out a little bit, um, you know, make people uh, kind of forced to be patient because we know that as soon as those stimulus checks hit everybody else's account, they went out the next day uh, or same day uh, and, um, and and bought whatever the heck they wanted, um, which is probably a bad decision for them, but, you know, okay, I guess, for equities. Um, Zoom reported yesterday. Sorry, I missed that one in the morning um, again. Don't uh, don't have uh, as much bandwidth as I'd like taking applications for interns. I cannot pay you. Um, I cannot give you college credits. Uh, I probably won't even be nice to you, but I do need assistance. Um, Zoom beat. Uh, they beat uh, on earnings and revenue, and they're projecting 1.8 billion in revenue this fiscal year. And you know this street just went fucking bananas for it. They love Zoom. Everybody loves Zoom. Um, Let's just take a step back and look at their valuation. They have a $58 billion market cap as of the close yesterday, which has them at about 32 and a half times projected sales. Um, th so, you know, they're trading at 32 and a half times the value of every deal that they close this year right now. Okay, so, and you know, that's that's considerably high multiple. Let's, let's compare that to Google, right? I mean, they're not in the exact same space, but everybody knows Google. Everybody's kind of familiar with Google's business lines. They're in tech. They're largely SaaS. So... Um, they're, they're trading at 5.8 times forward sales. So Zoom's at 32 and a half times, uh, Google's at 5.8 times. So just temper yourselves a little bit. I mean, don't get caught up in the fad buying. Don't, you know, just cause you think it's cool and cause you hear it a lot. Just don't be one of those idiots, please. Um, although this market seems to favor the idiot. Um, but I think when it turns, you know, we're going to see a lot of idiots walking around without their faces. Um, Trump can't uh, can't seem to stop tripping over his own feet during these riots. Um, from kind of just bad tweets to tone deaf uh, appearances and press conferences, the fucking Bible in front of the St. John's Church thing, and um, you know these like I leaked conference calls. Basically, I heard some conference calls from uh, his call with governors. Um, Pretty ugly. Not the most presidential kind of stuff going on. I don't understand why uh, and how this stuff got out in the public. But I guess the governors don't really like him. A lot of people don't really like him. But um, he's got to tighten it up uh, if he wants to win in 2020. Because 
you know, yeah, it might only be a week or it might only be a few days of, of the civil unrest, but these are kind of those key times where the entire nation's eyes are, are glued to the screen and everybody's watching everything under a microscope and it's a very emotional and sensitive issue for many people. And if you fuck up big during those times, you can alienate huge chunks of people. And if you are perceived as the one who is to blame, you can lose an election. Um, sleepy, sleepy Joe might just, uh, might just slide in here and, uh, and take it, um, you know, despite his almost equally tone deaf, uh, nature and, uh, just kind of his, his general bewilderment, you know, every time the guy's on camera, it looks like somebody just turned the lights on in a, in a black room and, you know, put, put the camera on and said, okay, go, um, God, during the headlights. But Hey, I, I heard he knows the chef at the white house, I guess maybe that qualifies him to be president. I don't know. And get a reservation there. Um, let's talk about today. Asia up, Europe up, crude up, gold down. Bitcoin gave it all back uh, after their little 5.6% pre-market move. Um, all three U.S. markets up. Dow looks like it wants 26,000 today. We'll see about that. NASDAQ creeping towards all-time highs. Yes, you heard me right. All-time highs. Oh, boy. Uh, Natty Gas ticking down big, might go below zero on oversupply, which is basically whiplash from that oil fluctuation. Also really slow seasonality right now for natural gas. So um, I don't know if you have exposure to that. I don't really touch commodities, but um, we'll take a look at that. Uh, there are some earnings today. Um, I didn't pay close enough attention to earnings yesterday, so uh, I took a second harder look today for you guys because I'm a nice dude. Um, this morning, Campbell's Soup uh, beat on uh, beat on EPS and, uh, and REVs slightly, uh, Canada Goose beat on earnings by a penny, beat REVs by more, up 8% pre-market. I frankly was pretty surprised by that one. Canada Goose, very seasonal business. Um, and this is not usually a strong time of year for them, but I'm thinking that maybe people were out there just, uh, spending those stimulus bucks to buy promotional winter products ahead of time. So buying their outerwear, you know, in the spring, um, but I, I don't know. I haven't dug into the report. I haven't looked at the transcript or anything like that. Um, James Smucker, uh, the, uh, the provisions maker, uh, missed revs, beat on apps, uh, their flat pre-market gap reporting after the close today, gap clothing reporting after the close today. Uh, that'll be a good bellwether for retail and consumer. I imagine they're kind of hanging a lot on the line, hoping for back to school season to be somewhat normal. Job postings in the U.S. have come off of lows based on a chart that I saw this morning put out by Indeed and endorsed by the Wall Street Journal. Um, but it's not looking like a hockey stick. So, you know, job postings are slightly increasing, but it's not that huge uptick. It's not like everyone's saying, okay, yeah, we're over the hill. Um, let's let's hire people back. Uh, I don't think, I think a lot of the jobs that were lost are not going to come back so easily. I think that, you know, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think companies were running too fat. They had too many employees. Um, revenues were growing. They were sitting on a lot of cash. Time seemed good. So they kept hiring because there's kind of this mentality out there, um, especially in sales-driven organizations, that you know if you build it, they will come. So people are like, all right, you know what? We've been growing revenue. We've been performing well. How do we grow more, hire more people, do more stuff? It'll happen naturally. Um, so when we have this little reset and those jobs go away, gives companies a chance to take a step back and say, okay, how are we operating without this big chunk of people? And I don't think that a lot of these are going to come back. I think a lot of these people are going to be laid off for a long time because these jobs don't exist on the other end. But that's just my opinion. 
uh, as is everything that I say. So please take that with a grain of salt. Um, Deutsche, Deutsche, our favorite uh, German lender, can't uh, just can't seem to stay out of their own way. Uh, getting caught up again uh, now with uh, the Jeff Epstein crisis uh, being investigated for holding assets for Mr. Epstein. Uh, remember him? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of everything everyone was talking about before this whole uh, uh, alleged coronavirus thing. Uh, and then all of a sudden that came on stage and I, I haven't heard anybody say Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself for at least two and a half, three months, uh, which is a little refreshing because it was becoming a trope, but uh, there is more research needed there. Um, I'm sure that rabbit hole goes a lot deeper than most people would like to think. Um, Brazil is about to eclipse Italy as number two on the most COVID-related fatalities list, only behind the United States. Um, We've been watching Brazil for a while. Bolsonaro, their president, came out yesterday and said, I regret the deaths, but ultimately that's everyone's destiny. Uh, which, you know, I kind of appreciate. I like somebody invoking destiny, especially a global leader. But um, if I were one of his people or if, you know, I had just lost a, an elderly parent or, or a loved one to COVID-19, I think I'd be pretty chapped to hear that from um, kind of this, this right-wing law and order candidate who a lot of the popular people there don't really like. Um, I, I think, you know, again, Brazil remains a powder keg politically, and uh, just keep an eye on that country. It's shaping up to get ugly. Uh, I don't even know if the 3G boys can do it. Those, uh, those South American gangsters and pinstripes, those guys, they're, they're, they're an interesting bunch. Um, all right, chart of the day. Uh, we're going to have this one be a little bit topical. This, this chart of the day is about uh, disparity, wealth disparity. Uh, so in 2016, uh, which is the last time this data was available, um, the median household income for white families versus the median, or sorry, the median net worth of a white household versus the median net worth of an African American household in the United States uh, was split by uh, a order of magnitude by 10. So the median white family was worth about $171,000 compared to the median black family worth only 17000 So think about that. Think about $17,000 and um, think about what you spend, you know, a month on rent, uh, utilities, travel and and entertainment, bars, food, restaurants, etc. You know, all that needless shit that you buy from Amazon that you don't actually really have any use for. Um, And then think about what goes into net worth. So we're talking about all investments, home, uh, cars, uh, any kind of annuities, mutual funds, anything that you own like that. Uh, 17,000 net worth for family. Um, I don't know. I'd be pissed off too if that was my net worth. Um, last thing uh, I just want to touch on, um, you know, I, I talk a lot about my watch list. You should build watch lists. You should put things on your watch list. Um, so I'll just talk about my watch list for a second. Um, what are some of the names that I'm watching? Um, a couple of the names that uh, I have been watching, uh, the gun makers, uh, American Outdoor Brands Co., which was formerly Smith & Wesson, tickers SWBI, they popped yesterday. They're kissing 52-week highs. Doesn't look like I'm going to be able to buy them again this time around, but I do own a little bit. Ruger, RGR, um, that's another one of the gun names. I don't own any of that name, um, but uh, they were up a little bit less than, than Smith & Wesson, aka Outdoor Brands. They changed that name uh, ages ago after uh, one of our, our famous American mass shootings. They decided, uh, you know, some consultant they hired decided that it'd be a good rebrand. Anyways, um, I'm looking at Glass uh, Corning, Corning, GLW. 
Um, they make uh, everything from silicon for semiconductors to uh, computer screens to just genuine old-fashioned window glass. Um, these guys are an interesting player in the tech space. They're interesting in the 5G network. They make fiber uh, for fiber optics. Uh, I think that, you know, they have a potential. I mean, it's a commodity stock, right? So it's not going to rip, but it's a good buy on any kind of meaningful pull-in. Um, I continue to look at home storage names and uh, PSA is the ticker for public storage. CUBE Cube is the ticker for CubeSmart, and LSI is the ticker for Life Storage Incorporated. Uh, I like to look at all of those. Um, I think that that is a, a space that's going to see tremendous growth um, when people become more transient and have to leave their apartments and home, maybe downsize homes in a tighter economic environment. So keep an eye on all of those. Uh, you know, I continue to watch a few other weird ones that we can talk about if you want. You can call me. I'll tell you about them. Um, I'd love to hear some of yours. Uh, tell me what's on your watch list. Uh, let me know what you're buying. Let me know what you want to buy. Let me know what you love. Let me know what you hate. Um, all right. Finally, let's go back in time. Today in history, 1989, the Tiananmen Square protests were squashed by the Chinese Communist Party. Um, yeah, the Tiananmen Square protests, or if you ask anybody in the Chinese government, the what? Uh, for those who don't know, uh, that was a pro-democracy rally staged by students in China at their famous Tiananmen Square, uh, which was met by the government with tanks and gunfire. Um, hundreds, maybe thousands of those students who were peacefully protesting were killed. I think the Chinese uh, party's official line was, you know, maybe 10 to 20 people were killed. But uh, again, never, ever, ever trust the numbers coming out of China. Uh, 1989 or 2020, don't trust them. Um, but that's an interesting event to overlap with considering the state of things here in the United States of America where I myself was under a police curfew last night at 8 p.m. and forbidden from leaving my domicile. Uh, 1965, uh, American uh, astronaut Ed White left the Gemini 4 spacecraft and became the first American to walk in space, which is pretty cool. Um, if you can't tell... I'm a fan of the cosmos. Uh, 1937, Prince Edward, uh, who had recently, uh, I believe six months before that, abdicated the throne. He was slated to become the next king of England. Uh, he married American socialite Wallace Simpson, um, who looks like she had a rockin' bod, but uh, I, I just don't see it. You know, I've seen pictures of her. I don't know if I give up the, the throne of England for this broad. Um, who knows? Man, there, there may have been some intangibles, you know. I don't know, but... Uh, Prince Edward was a bad guy. He was a Nazi sympathizer. Uh, his family didn't really like him. I don't really think he gave a shit about his country or his people, so fuck him. Um, 1932, Lou Gehrig uh, hit four dingers in one game, uh, which is impressive any time it happens. Um, and in 1864, here in the United States, the Battle of Cold Harbor in Virginia began. It was the worst Union defeat in the Civil War. And Ulysses Grant lost 7,000 troopers. Um, not something that he was accustomed to doing. Um, all right, folks. I hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe out there, and we will talk soon.